Good morning, this is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the One who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today I want to talk to you about the spiritual life as it is laid out in the Scriptures. I think if you go through the Scriptures, Old Testament and New, there's a kind of basic form to the spiritual life. And I think it involves the walking along three paths. First path, finding the center. Second path, knowing you're a sinner. Third path, realizing your life is not about you. One of the best examples of this is in the Gospel of Luke, the account of the call of Simon Peter. We can see all three paths very clearly laid out. Let me read to you from the beginning of this passage. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. Now, what's the first thing we can notice about this passage? I think it's almost a comical detail. Jesus just gets in Peter's boat. Now, mind you, Peter's a fisherman. The boat is his livelihood. It's a very important thing for him. What if your car were parked in a parking lot and you saw someone just get into it without asking, without being invited, just gets in the car? Well, you'd be appalled. And let's say the person had the nerve then to turn to you and say, now take this car downtown. But this is precisely what Jesus does. Without being asked, without being invited, Without seeking permission, he gets in Peter's boat. The first step in the Christian spiritual life is always grace. It's always gratia, God's free gift. Here's something I feel very strongly about. If you look at a lot of the New Age spiritual literature, you'll see an awful lot of talk about our quest for God the human search for God. I think, from a biblical standpoint, that language is not so impressive. The implication is that God is some great mountain, sort of dumbly out there, and then we all engage in our various quests to climb the mountain. That's not biblical. In the Bible, God is not just dumbly there, but rather God is much more like the Hound of Heaven in that great poem by Francis Thompson. Do you remember? I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. 
I fled him down the labyrinthine ways of my own mind. In the midst of my tears, I hid from him. But he came running, running after. Now that is a much more biblical vision. God is not just dumbly there, and now we seek him. But rather, God seeks us much more passionately than we seek him. That's the biblical story. And here we see it now in this wonderful call of Simon. Jesus gets in his boat. And so the Lord gets into our lives without being asked, without being invited. He works his way in. Now, once we let him in the boat, what can we expect? He's not just going to sit there. Rather, when you let Christ into your life, you must expect the fact that he's going to direct you. What does he tell Peter? Let's put out into deep water. That's a beautiful symbolic detail. Most of us live our lives in the shallows. We're searching for money, for power, for the esteem of others. We might be very successful in the eyes of the world, but from a spiritual standpoint, we are living in the shallows. Once the Lord gets into your life, he does not tolerate the shallows. Are they safer? Sure, sure. But Christ now pushes us out into the depths. What does that mean? It means he wants to link our lives up to the deepest power of God. Not running after trivial, superficial things. But Christ wants our lives deeply connected to the power and existence of God. Let's go out into the deep water. What does Peter say to him? And here I think he speaks for everyone. In those great German morality plays, there's always a character called Jedermann, meaning everyone, everybody. Peter speaks in the voice of Jedermann. Master, we've worked hard all night and have caught nothing. This is the voice of every man and every woman who's ever lived. And says, I've been seeking joy. I've been seeking peace. I've been seeking the deepest meaning of my life, and I haven't found it yet. That's the deep spiritual truth. As long as we're trying, as long as we are striving, we're not going to find it. But only when we turn our lives over to Christ and allow him to direct us, allow him to direct the boat, only then are we going to find what we need. We've been hard at it all night. That's the voice of the whole human race. In John's Gospel, the woman at the well, she comes every day and she draws from the well. Then she gets thirsty again. She comes back. Jesus says to her, You come every day to this well, but nothing finally satisfies your thirst. I want to give you living water that bubbles up in you to life eternal. That's the same point being made here. Just as she stands for the whole human race, coming back to money and to sex and to power and to all the things that we seek and not finding in them salvation. So Peter, we've been hard at it all night and have caught nothing. Right, I know, says the Lord, I know. And that's why you need to follow my direction. 
You need to turn your life over to me and to my power. The great thing that Peter does, of course, is he cooperates with this grace. Jesus gets into his boat. He could have kicked him out. He could have refused to cooperate with him. The great grace here is that Peter cooperates with Christ. So he says, at your command, I will lower the nets. I'll go out to the deep water. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were tearing and the boats were sinking. This is beautiful biblical stuff. What do the fish stand for? Fish is a very ancient Christian symbol. Fish are living things that provide nourishment. And they can only be found deep down. They stand for the divine life that feeds us. When we find the spiritual source, when Christ hooks us up to the divine power, what can we expect? We can expect to be nourished. What do we want, Christians? We want this peace and this life and this nourishment. Where are we going to find it? Not in the shallows. As long as we're doing the looking in the shallows of our lives, we won't find it. But when Christ leads us out to the deep waters and we lower our nets into those divine depths, then we are going to be fed. How thoroughly will we be fed? More than we could ever possibly want. Peter brings in fish not just for himself, but for the whole town. Do you ever know something about the saints? The saints have a way of feeding and illumining everyone around them. People who were around Mother Teresa always say that. That they felt more alive when they were near her. They felt fed spiritually when they were near her. Why? Because she had found this deep place. So here's Peter comes back to the town with enough to feed everybody. Now there's the first step in the spiritual life. Finding the center. Now listen to the second step. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. All the great saints know that they are sinners. Why? Because they're close to the divine source. The closer you get to Christ, the more you see where your life is off kilter. The more you see where you need to be saved. It is not the neurotic who says, I'm a sinner. It is the saint. In fact, it's the one who's moving away from God, who often says, all is okay with me. Here is Peter, now in the presence of Christ, in the burning light of Christ, and he's able to say, Lord, leave me, I'm a sinful man. Christians, it is a permanent dynamic of the spiritual life to acknowledge our sin. To say, Lord, I know how far I have to go. That is not a sign of low self-esteem. That's a sign of sanctity, the second path. But now what does Jesus say to Simon Peter? I love this. It's all over the Gospels. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. 
Jesus has called him to the depths. He's fed him. Peter acknowledges his sinfulness, and Jesus accepts that confession. And then he gives him the grace of mission. I know you're a sinner, but yet with me in the boat, with me in your life, you will have the power to do what I want you to do. And so Jesus sends him. From now on, you'll be a fisher of men. Now, your task, Simon Peter, is to bring other people to the same depth and the same center that you have found. Your task now is to announce to the world what I have shown you. Christians, this is true of all of us. Nowhere is it the case in the Bible that anyone is given a vision of God without being given at the same time a mission. Moses sees the burning bush and then he's sent to liberate his people. Isaiah sees the great display of God's glory in the temple and then he's sent. Here I am, Lord, send me. Saul is knocked off his horse, given a vision of Christ, then he's sent to be an apostle to the Gentiles. So here, Peter is led to the depths and now he's sent out on mission. All of us who have experienced Christ, all of us who have allowed him into the boat, we too are ready for mission. If we but have the grace to accept it. Find the center. Realize that you're a sinner. And finally, know that your life is not about you. It's about your cooperation with God's brilliant plan. God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that, together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you.